My name is Catherine Griffin, and this is an episode about Alex Kesman. Just two weeks after the mysterious disappearance of actress Joanna Jo Marvel, best known as Daisy Rockwell in the hit show Melbourne Road, another celebrity vanishes from New York, from the same hotel where Jo spent the last days before she went missing. The former singer of Drilling Horse, the heavy metal band that you probably listened to non-stop six years ago, is last seen leaving the hotel on a Tuesday. Hotel staff says Alex didn't seem to be under any influence, so he looks and acts just as he's done since his check-in three days before. On Wednesday, Peter Nichols from Drooling Horse calls Patricia, Alex's ex-wife, because Alex hasn't shown up for a studio meeting they had scheduled and hasn't answered his cell phone in more than 24 hours. As Patricia hasn't heard from him and has no idea of where he could be, Nichols calls the police. That's what everybody knows by now, which is not much to go on and leaves plenty of room for speculation. On this episode, I invite you to join me as I take a look at Alex's past to try and understand where his mind was at on that unfortunate Tuesday. Drilling Horse was founded by Alex Kesman and brothers Mike and Jerry Preston when they were still in junior year. It wasn't long before Peter Nichols and Chris Bank joined the others and formed the original horses we all knew very well when we were teens ourselves. According to Nichols, Alex always said they were like brothers and that he couldn't imagine his life without them. Why did he decide to leave then? Peter was the closest to Alex, and here's what he had to say. Alex. Alex was tired of us. We would record and go on tour, record and go on tour. And that was very demanding of him, because I believe Alex wanted more. He wanted to do more, but we only have 24 hours, right? The same 24 everyone else gets. And after what, 27 years, we're all sick or having this workaholic, maniac, breathing down our neck. I mean, we love him. He's our brother, our best friend. We were getting married, having babies, you know, staring down. Alex didn't want that. He's your son's godfather, is that correct? Yes. He loved the kids. He just didn't want to slow down because of them. Pete, is it true that the band broke up because of your move to England? <sighs> yeah. Like I said, Alex wouldn't listen to us when said we wanted to take longer breaks or a sabbatical. In my opinion, he was choosing to remain blind to the fact that he didn't want the same things anymore. So, 
When I bought my house in north of England, he took it personally. It was quite ugly. When he decided to go off on his own, I knew that there was no way I could convince him to reconsider. So I gave him the time he needed to breathe and clear his mind. That's when he worked on the game? Yeah, that was when he got a call, which was excellent. I think it was exactly what he needed, you know? It was different and interesting enough to keep his mind elsewhere for a while. So in a way, he was taking a break we have always wanted him to take. When he come down, he called me and we started talking again. Were you negotiating his return? Yes, we were. Wow, and how, uh, I mean, how was he? Was he acting normal? Do you think he changed his mind about work at all? I think so. He seemed happier, lighter in a way. We're both excited to this meeting, and the rest of the guys were too. I was going to meet with them right after, so we could decide our next steps. So we mentioned Deserted, right? The game, both Alex and Joanna lend their voices too. As soon as you reported Alex missing and the police started investigating, they said that there was no indication that the two of them had met. That's bullshit. I know for a fact that they recorded together, and they did the motion caption thing together too. Okay, so what do you think happened? Do you think the two cases are connected? I think they could be. I'm not 100% convinced, like most of the internet is. But I, I think there is a strong possibility that they are connected, yes. But I have no idea what happened. I don't know Joanna... And there are thousands of things that Alex could have got involved with during the months we didn't speak, right? I don't know. Do you suspect anything? I do. I'd rather not say it here, if you don't mind. But I do have... Mm, my suspicions. Do you think he's still alive? Yes. What would you say to him right now, Pete? If he's listening to this somehow? Oh man, come home Alex, if you can, if you were the one who decided to leave, just turn around and come, come back home. We still have a lot more work to do as the horse. <laughs> It's okay, just come home. Peter looks exhausted during our entire conversation, but he smiles a lot. It's a sad smile, a wary one, but I can't help feeling the hope it carries for his friend. I had a similar conversation with Joanna's partner and assistant, Daria, and I can say that hope is very much alive with her as well. You will hear that interview on the next episode of this podcast. Thank you for listening, and keep sending your theories as to what's really happened with Alex and Joe. See you next time.
troca essa porra. <risos> motion caption. Motion caption. Fim. Together, too. Que pariu. <risos>